Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning. The following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Enterprise Double D. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. Um, so today, ah, we're going to do something a little different uh, than we normally do. Uh, you'll notice that Alexia is not here, um, which is uncommon because uh, we never do this. Um, but uh, uh, timing being what it is, and we don't want to make you have to go too long without a show, um, um, I'm here solo. Uh, but Alexia has done an amazing thing and gone to the Virginia Comic Con a couple weeks ago uh, with the lovely and talented Carmen Chamwell and uh, Ben from uh, VA Comic Con who uh, invited us to come be part of it. Um, and so a little later, we're going to uh, hear from her and the show that they did there without me. Um, uh, but uh, I'm here by myself. So uh, for those of you who are listening uh, for the first time, this is not how the show normally is. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit of a weird episode. Uh, so feel free to listen to the other shows and know that this is not the standard uh, for Trek Off. But there are some things that we want to talk about uh, today that I want to get into with you guys because there's so much Star Trek happening. And the next time that we record, the next time you hear from us, it's very likely going to be uh, when Star Trek Beyond comes out, which is a little bit about what I want to talk about. There have been um, some huge things happening in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, or not Star Trek Beyond. Um, most notably, uh, the the whole controversy around Sulu uh, being a gay character in the show. Essentially, for those of you who have not been uh, paying attention to that, the John Cho, it's come out, the John Cho who plays Sulu in Star Trek Beyond is going to be presented as a gay father, uh, and it's going to be a subtle scene, evidently, where he just has a domestic partner who is with him and uh, it's not mentioned, it's not a big thing, it's as casual as any heterosexual relationship, and then the movie just goes on with what it's doing, which I think is a beautiful way to go about it. Uh, if you're going to do that, the, you don't want to go, hello, I'm the gay character. I've talked before about the uh, the show, the, the play that I saw in college that was called a boarding Moses uh, or boarding Jesus. Sorry about uh, uh, it's, it's one of those very, very, you know, intense. I'm going to be mad at the world type of, you know, 18 year old angsty plays that somebody wrote, but somebody wrote a lesbian character into the show. And in the show, the lesbian character, all they ever did was refer to the fact that they were a lesbian. So they'd be asked, Hey, uh, what do you want for breakfast? And they'd be like, I will eat whatever I want for breakfast because lesbians have to eat breakfast too. And you don't want that for Star Trek Beyond. You don't want it to be like they're coming out and that's all they are. And that was our big complaint about Chakotay is that was, you know, they all you gave him was that. And so I like that they're presenting it as, as 
it's casual. It's nice. It's it's not a big deal to anyone. And if Star Trek is going to be about inclusion, that is the way that you make Star Trek about inclusion. So I, I dig that that's the way they're going with that. The reason that they chose John Cho, of course, is because uh, the George Takei is very out. Or uh, George Takei, I never get it right. Is a very, very. I'm gonna say Takei is a very. Uh, I Takei maybe is a very outspoken uh, member of the gay community, um, and so it was supposed to be a nod to him, where like you're acknowledging his accomplishments in that arena, and by doing so, by choosing Sulu as that character, it is a nod to him and also uh, accomplishing the inclusion that Star Trek wants to have. Much to I think everyone in the public's surprise, uh, surprise, uh, George to George Takei came out and said um, that he was not happy with this choice. Um, and it, I was shocked when I read it. So I read, I read the article and I read his comments and his comments were essentially that Sulu um, up to this point had been presented as, uh, as openly heterosexual is at least that's the way that he felt. He said that, uh, that Gene Roddenberry took a lot of time and energy and, and effort to create these characters that we all know and love. And this is such a, a vast departure from the character that, that we knew that it would be not in line with what Gene uh, would have wanted. Further, he seems to espouse the opinion that, uh, that by making uh, the character gay at this point, it means that he was closeted in some way um, in, the, in the fact that he's a daughter and the fact that the way he's presented himself and things that have happened in books, for instance, um, that, that him coming out at this point says that in the alternate timeline, the character was closeted and he didn't like that idea. Um, so, uh, so he said ultimately he would have preferred there be a new character that could be included in that way, but not that this character that had been so longstanding one way is now um, a vastly different character. Uh, character in his opinion i'm sure that this came as a as a giant uh shock uh to some of the people involved he did say that he spoke when he first heard about the idea that he spoke to simon Pegg and or justin lynn um i can't remember which one it was uh and said to them um that he would prefer that not be what happened to sulu and i'm sure that they were surprised at that fact despite that they decided to go ahead and and do what they're going to do in the film which is to present sulu as a gay man um so he came out further and said that he was then shocked uh, because in his conversations with Justin Lin and or Simon Pegg, he felt that he had been heard, that his concerns were being addressed. That's not what they were going to do. They're going to go a different direction. He felt that that was satisfied. So now when they came out with the news that, you know, for the first, like if you can follow the news timeline, it's like, so who's going to be gay? And everyone's like, yay. And then they're like, George Gay isn't happy. And like, oh, no. And then you started getting responses. Um from the Star Trek Beyond cast who are like essentially like, dude, dude, what's your problem? Like, this is a good thing. Why are you being? And, and so it's, it's this very odd um, back and forth, which is a little unfortunate that, that, you know, coming right on the heels of the death of Anton Yelchin, um, there's some like external uh, negativity surrounding the film. There's, there's a, a meta understanding of everything going on. When I see that scene, it's no longer a casual scene, right? It's now that scene is just front page news. We've all talked about it. We've all beat it to death. It's been this huge, enormous thing surrounded by controversy, controversy where even if you would be a supporter of the scene because you're maybe a supporter of George, you're not going to be a supporter of the scene, blah, 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 blah. It ends up being um, a whole kerfuffle that I feel like uh, kind of drags the attention 
attention away from from I think the benevolent uh, intentions of the of the producers of the film. So uh, so that I I guess you know if I'm if I'm to you know do more than than like give my you know just reading the news to you, um, I think that it is something that's been needed in Star Trek for uh, a long time. Um, it is you know. You know where, where I'm, I mean I'm at this point I I don't know how you fall you know I, like I don't know how you you can say that people don't have the right to do and be what they are and to say that that this exists um, and the point of Star Trek has always been inclusion um, so the idea being that you don't necessarily have to agree with everything but you have to accept and 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 be decent to everyone no matter what they are and that's the whole idea of star trek the concept of star trek is essentially don't be dicks to people um and be be good to everyone and that's the idea of, of inclusion is important in star trek and and this is you know all this time you've had you've you know what five shows now um five crews and this has never been an issue that's ever been addressed and yet it's such a big issue in in our lives today so i think it's something that star trek needs to address and to address it tactfully and to address it tastefully um is a really good thing and and i understand that the character would be precious to to george and i understand that's got to be weird for the entire original star trek cast it's got to be weird to see somebody else picking up and doing what you're doing and doing it differently and maybe they're doing it in a way that that you you wouldn't have done it and i understand that like it's you know it's it's tough um as a director a lot of times i have to let actors go and do what they're going to do with the stuff that i've written and i have to remember that like my job is not to you know you know stick my hand in their mouth and make them say things exactly the way i want them to say it like my the reason you get artists the reason you get actors the reason you get people who are talented and want to bring their own spin to it is because it's always better to have more creative talent and energy working on a thing and in this case these guys feel like this is something that they want to try and that's like star trek's always been that the right star trek's always been about a creative voice coming in and jumping in and being amazing and you know nicholas meyer was totally different than gene roddenberry who's totally different than gene l coon who's totally different than rick berman who's totally different than ron moore like the idea is you you keep bringing in people who are going to take it take it and twist it and make it their thing and the actors by and large until the reboot have not had to experience that right gene roddenberry himself had to sit down and watch his creation become something that was completely out of his control and that's part of what goes on you know you know like ray, ray parker jr has come out about the uh the new ghostbusters um song by fallout boy and i listened to it and it was fine it wasn't very good um, it wasn't like super memorable. It wasn't nearly as good as the original one. Um, but Ray Parker Jr. came out and he was like, he was like, yeah, well, it's awfully interesting. I mean, it's not what I would necessarily do. So it's, it's like, like he, he wasn't like he didn't slam it, but he's clearly in his language didn't support it. And I'm sure that's got to be weird for him that like that's a thing he did. But Universal own, or I guess Sony or Columbia owns that that song. It's not his. It's not his. He has to accept that someone else is taking it and and doing something with it and the same thing with the ghostbusters reboot that doesn't belong to ivan reitman that doesn't belong like like you can like it or hate it based on what it is but it's it's like when you're dealing with something that exists over this long of an amount of time you're going to deal with something that is owned and the creative handles are given to new people as time goes along and sometimes you know that doesn't work out uh and i'll talk about it in a minute because i'm gonna talk about independence day resurgence um 
uh, where it stayed in the same creative hands. Uh, sometimes it does. Jurassic World. A lot of people think that that's better than the original. I don't, but a lot of other people do. You know, I mean, it's you know, Star Wars in the hands of J.J. Abrams did better, in my opinion, than than it was the last time it was in the hands of George Lucas. Um, certainly, I would say Empire, which was not in the hands of George Lucas, did better than it did in the hands of. George. How weird is that, right? George Lucas has to watch Empire and go, man, oh man, this guy. You know, this this guy, uh, Irvin Kirshner, has turned around and and made a better Star Wars than me. And it was my idea. It would be like if somebody decided to make a Ninjas movie and they wrote it and one person wrote it who wasn't me and one person, a different person directed it who wasn't me. And it came out and everybody loved it. It would be very weird for me and go, but I created it. It came out of my brain. Um, But eventually it becomes the the responsibility of the artists who are handling it. And I feel that that. You can dislike that for Sulu as a character if you have real strong character reasons to for that. Um, but uh, like, if your reason for disliking is because George doesn't like it and that character is his, that character was never his. Man, that character was the writers and the directors and the editors and and his and now John chose and the idea of this this corporate art that continues for many 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 years unless something exists and then ends, which in I don't want that right. I I I mean there are people who go I'm just gonna stick with the originals. Good do like that's fine. That's your right and that's like that's something you can can do and love and go. I'm not for this new stuff. I get it. Man, there are plenty of people who like, you know, plenty of people who like, you know, a, a group's first album, first two albums, then stop listening. The fact that they don't like the later albums doesn't mean that they don't enjoy the first ones. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's like a perfectly valid thing to do and a valid choice to make. Um, but if you're going to like it, except for the fact like if it's going to stick in your craw that that. George doesn't like that this is what's happening with the character. Like, I feel like the gracious thing to do would have been for George to go, hey, man, it's their thing. It's their thing. And and like, I want to watch it and try and be a fan of it. And like, I I love when I see that. Like, I love when I see like when it changes hands, but like uh, the originals come in and they're super supportive of the new thing coming out. Um like, I love that. That makes me feel happy because I feel like those people are being gracious. Those people are not necessarily having to own the thing that they created because, like, you know, that's just the way that this process goes. If you want Star Trek to go forward, you know, they're going to people. You know, I hope this new Star Trek series goes on for seven years. I mean, if it does, maybe in 15 years, you'll get a bunch of people who are hating whatever the next Star Trek thing is coming out going. It's not like that one from before, you know, like that's. Like I, nobody goes out and not nobody, but very rarely do people go out and and try to make something that sucks. And these days, most people are going out and trying to make something good. It's not like, like, I feel like the content creators and the showrunners and the, and the movie creators at this point, um, at this point in history, there are a lot, like, I'm not seeing a lot of Stuart Bairds like we're on, uh, on Nemesis. Like I'm not seeing a lot of just, you know, you know, I'm just the guy coming in to direct. Like I, I get the sense that they they want to get people who have bring an emotional umph to the material, and and these guys are doing their best. John Cho, are you can tell me John Cho, who's doing that scene, is not an enormous Sulu fan and probably also an enormous George fan. Like like it's got a sting, and why do that? Why sting him, man? Like that's and so that's my take. Um, I love George. I will always always love George. Um, I watched uh, To Be To K. I guess it's to, ah, I wish I knew, um, but I watched the uh, the documentary on him. It's awesome. 
Like he comes off as an awesome dude. I I think that dude's like seems cool to me. I've never met him. Um, I've heard varying stories about whether or not he's a nice guy or not a nice guy or his like like. But it everything I've ever seen of the guy makes me dig him. Um, except for this. I got to say that I wish to God that he were just like, you know what? I support these artists who are making this art. Um, so that's that. Uh, speaking of art that I didn't like, if you want to call it art, uh, I saw Independence Day Resurgence. Um, it was uh, okay. Um, when I walked out, I thought it was pretty cool because I saw it with a nine-year-old and the nine-year-old really dug it. But the more I thought about it... Um, I enjoyed being in the world of Independence Day. For those of you who have seen, I'm not going to spend too long about it, so don't just skip ahead because I'm only going to take a second. But um, there's a thing in this movie, minor spoiler alert, that there there is a scene when landmarks are destroyed. Um, the problem with that scene uh, is that uh, there's nobody that you know or like at the landmarks. Like when you watch the original, like the first third of the movie was the build up to the big explosion, and you put people you love in the White House and in New York and. I don't think they were in LA as much. Um, uh, but like you, you put people there anticipating and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and then boom, something bad happens. And, and like, I, I feel like the new movie misses its concept. So I want to talk really briefly about, uh, about movies that sort of miss the prime concept of the original. Um, and, and how that pertains to, to my hopes for the new star Trek, uh, you know, Star Trek Beyond, the trailers we've criticized a lot for the motorcycle shot and for the Beastie Boys. Um, and and we've talked a lot about what your primary value for Star Trek is. And that, yes, I'm taking the idea from the Story Wonk podcast because they're astoundingly cool people. Um, uh, but the primary value of something is the value that you go to it for. When I go to, you know, when I eat, you know, Sour Patch Kids, the primary value of that is I enjoy the the, the sour than the sweet taste. I mean, that's, that's what primary value is. Why do you go get a thing as opposed to going to get a different thing? For Star Wars, it's thrills. And for Star Trek, the primary value for me has often been, you know, philosophical and introspective character studies. Uh, Chris Pine has come out and said that he doesn't think you can do that in Star Trek. And it concerns me because it's not just a thing I like about Star Trek, um, but it is the primary value for which I go to Star Trek as opposed to going for anything else. So Star Trek may be able to take the trappings of Star Trek that I really like and make a really, really good action movie and deliver that to me. And in large part, um, the movies have all done that. And I've talked about that. Um, I hope when I see Independence Day Resurgence and I see that they just entirely missed the point of what made the destruction scenes so cool, especially now that we're all used to destruction scenes, um, was the anticipation and the caring about the people who are in the midst of it. It put you in the center of it. And and they sort of missed the boat on the entire reason you might like uh, Independence Day. And what they made is they made a fairly well-made action spectacle movie that that was okay and did an okay job but did nothing to rekindle the experience of that original independence day feeling um and i'm hoping that star trek beyond does somewhat better than that um but you know that the, there are reasons you know that they've re brought the beastie boys back into the trailers um they wanted to be rip roaring fun i hope it is i hope there's a little bit of that humanity in it um anyway 
moving on. Uh, I want to share you with you guys um, a little bit of uh, my esteemed co-host, Alexia, who went to the VA Comic Con uh, and met with, uh, like I said, the astounding Carmen Shamwell, uh, who uh, has been my friend and confidant and uh, the voice of Trekoff on Twitter and uh, and also is joined by uh, Ben, uh, who uh, helped bring us to the show. Um, and they have a very interesting discussion about uh, what your first track is and how it feels. It's going to cut off kind of at the end. The audio sort of cut off, so we're, I found sort of a natural cutoff place. But I'm going to let it go now, and then I'll come back and say goodbye to you. All joking about Time Lords aside, we didn't <laughs> get we didn't really get the original track in England. Until, really? Until, until when? Until, like, a until, like after we'd started getting Next Generation. Really. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So, was, so yeah. did you start with Next Gen? Then? So I started with Next Gen. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. weird. I started with Encounter of Farpoint. Because I don't, I don't remember a well, so childhood without Star Trek and syndication at all. No. At all. Yeah, like I can't even envision. It doesn't, it doesn't exist. Yeah, that's just <laughs> like, like we, we could get the, 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 the videotapes or like we could import the stuff, but it wasn't shown on TV yeah. in England. Oh, my gosh. Until they... they I'm so like, sorry, you poor I man. know, you poor, poor... The BB- poor Brits, man. The, the, the BBC took a, a bit of a plunge on Next Gen because Pat, uh, 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 Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, yes. And they aired Encounter at Farpoint and the entire first season of Next Gen was just like a ratings explosion in England. Oh, my goodness. And that's when they picked up the, the original, original show. Oh, so how did you guys, like, I mean, having been there when that was going on, like, did it... Because Justin has this thing where he's always kind of... Um, he doesn't like the original because his imagination isn't good enough for whatever his problem is. Um, whereas next gen is um, is is a little more, you know. That's where he got his start. That's where he got yeah. his start. So did you find that that going to the original series? Did you have that same sort of feel of it, or did no. you realize that it's the awesomest one there is? Well, it's and... not the it's not the awesomest one there is. Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. what is the awesomest one then? Break tell. Well, no, I because, know, right? Train your yeah. phaser on that one. I, I have, a, I have a theory about this. Okay. Oh, I'm all ears. And I yeah. genuinely believe that, much like Doctor Who, where the first Doctor you are introduced to is your Doctor, mm. the first Star Trek you watch is your Star Trek. But that's not true because I, the first Doctor that I saw um, was actually right. there. There are was, exceptions was, to the rule. Was actually, yeah, it was Chris Eccleston, and then I went through and I and I felt and I was determined to hate Tennant. Because everybody loved him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I think Eggleston's pretty great because I had just started and I was kind of behind the curve. Yeah. And then about three episodes, I was like, oh my gosh, Tennant. Like, because that's what I'm happens. I'm so you, sorry for you. You can't. I'm so, so sorry. You have sorry. to love him. I'm sorry. But See, then I went back and I watched. She didn't catch it, did she? I, I caught it. And then I watched the classic Who. Yeah. And you know who I fell in love with? Yes. He was my first. But he wasn't my first, but he is. But there are exceptions to every rule. But But no, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Your first your first trek but that you I, see. I mean I need an exception to that rule. But I think my favorite trek is Deep Space Nine. So you're Justin. So you're playing Justin for today. Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> because I don't dislike the original series. Okay. I just don't I prefer Deep Space Nine. Yeah, his favorite is yeah. Deep Space Nine followed by Next Gen, and mine is the original series and followed nev- by next year. You will never hear me say a single well, maybe one or two good things about Voyager. Oh my god, I don't yeah, even wanna I don't even so wanna do bad. this with no him. Voyager, Wait, I don't sorry, even wanna do good. this with you guys, let me tell you, I've had fights yeah. with and she this man. Been so great though, couldn't she? Like weren't you excited oh. to finally have a woman? I was, and then they messed it up. They just it was a missed opportunity. 
Because I think she could have done it. She could have done. She had the chops. The funny part is, no. I literally said that to set her off. Yeah, no, he said, I, I have been fighting with this man for years about Voyager. I, I love Voyager. No, I love, like, wrong, I, love, I love you, but you're wrong. You, and you guys all know this, though. I like Voyager. I like Enterprise. Okay? And I, I like, let me, let me be, oh, sorry, I like sorry. Enterprise, I, too. I, am not, I love Enterprise. I, I do. I am yucking uh, your yum yum here. Uh, <laughs> you're I think yum you're yuck yucking my yum yum. You are yucking my yum yum. I perfectly understand why you enjoy Voyager. Did you start I with am, Voyager? Am, was that your first Star Trek? Is that why? Well? you enjoy Voyager? No, I didn't start with Voyager. I started with, I started with being a child living in America, watching random episodes of original, and then fully investing heart and soul into next gen. And I watched all of them. Yeah. And Voyager, but Voyager came along when I was um, a teenager. Yeah. So maybe that is the first one where I fully, invested, maybe, yeah. you know, invested myself. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to say, I'm not going to say Janeway isn't a problem. She is a problem. Thank you. Okay. As long as we other, can agree There were other problem. aspects of that show I loved. And um, I'm not you know, saying that I universally hate Voyager. Yeah, I'm not I'm saying, saying there's nothing of value there. Doctor and Seven of Nine are totally watchable. Yeah, but that's I, about I, it. What I'm saying is, <laughs> it is a show about Star Trek that was produced for fans of the show that weren't me. Okay. No, I don't even think that's true. I don't think it was for, for anybody. I think that they... Oh my God. I really oh don't. God. Like, I think they, uh, you know, I think, okay. I will sit I, down and I will watch. Okay, fine. How, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Name, a, I want you individually to each of you name one really good episode of Voyager. Like what, in your, in your, in your, in your mind, really in, in your mind, what is a good episode of Voyager? In my defense, I don't know the titles of the yeah. episodes. No, no, no. That's what you can say. Like, you know, like what happened? Like the one, one where, I got one. yes, okay. yes. The doctor creates a family for himself. Yes, when he's exploring yeah. being that like was, a person. That was, yes. and that was beautiful and heartbreaking. There yes. was a two-part episode that ended out a season where uh, they lose Voyager. Yeah. To the Kazon. Yeah. And it's the Doctor and the Psycho Beta Z against the entire Kazon crew. Yeah. I love that episode. Okay. All right. I love it. I, I dig it. So there's just not many is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> The, the and Borg, then we the, can talk about cheese. How about the, the Borg storylines? I didn't I, get Here's that far. the thing. I feel like the Borg. Oh my God. <laughs> he hasn't even watched the whole thing. Completely discredited. Here, yeah. See, this is what happens when you haven't watched all of it. You yeah, get discredited yeah, out of yeah, hand, sorry. which is why I had to force myself to watch every single episode. Yeah. And then she can dislike it. And now I can tell you with definitiveness that it is not good. Like, I, I was, me and my friend Jordan were playing Star Trek online. And we were getting to the Delta Quadrant content, and I was like, oh, I've got to go back and try and understand Voyager now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. I got to the end of season three, and I just See, quit. if you can hang on till seven of nine comes into them, then there are yeah. actually some watchable I just episodes. Quit. I was like, I'm but done. But she doesn't come in until like, I don't know, four, yeah. five, late. <laughs> Too late. You know, you know how Deep Space Nine didn't get good until Avery Brooks shaved his head and grew a beard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Voyager got good. Actually, I mean, no, I'm not going to poo-poo Deep Space Nine. I mean, yeah. one thing that was great about Deep, Deep Space Nine, as opposed to the other <laughs> shows, was it was thematic versus being episodic. Yes, and you know, that's why I love Deep it. Space Nine yes, that's what he loves about it. From the first yes, episode. that there is a through line for all of it. I'm also biased towards Deep Space Nine because my favorite TV show of all time is Babylon 5. Oh, see, but I hated that show. So I was I was like predetermined like I was. You hated it without watching all of it. 
You're right. You know what I did? You know what I when it came out, I was like, you just wish that you were Star Trek. Battle so on do you five. Know, you know the story that was my about feeling. that, right? I, I don't. So, that was how, please so tell JMS me. JMS goes to Paramount and pitches them deep space uh, to Babylon Five. Uh huh. And they go, sorry, a story about people stuck on a space station not going anywhere won't work. <laughs> Forty-eight <laughs> hours later, they commissioned Deep Space Nine. That's hilarious. That's not oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So, but maybe so you remember that? Yeah, yeah I guess. So, maybe, but spoiler, maybe they did it better. Spoilers though. for the end of Deep Space Nine here. You know when he jumps in the big pit? Yeah. Go watch the final episode of season three of Babylon 5. Oh, no, I know. It's the exact same ending. No, John wow. Sheridan jumps off a, off a balcony into a pit to destroy the enemies, the shadows, on their home planet. Cisco jumps into a big pit to capture the pirates. Same ending. That's crazy. Now yeah. I might have to watch that. Yeah, we might have to see. go and take a look at that. Yeah, we have to take a... Spin off. I have to take a look. <laughs> and that is uh that's all we had for them. But um uh the show was uh uh very like it, it was fun and 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 I wish you guys had, had an opportunity to see to those of you who uh who weren't able to make it down to the VA Comic Con. Um I know this has been a weird episode of Trek if it's not what we normally do. Um it's very, very different from the primary value you would normally expect from a Trek Off show. So if you made it to the end, I appreciate it. Um uh for those of you who have not already watched the Trek Off motion picture, please go out and do so. It's available for free on Amazon Prime. All you gotta do is just go to Amazon Prime and watch it and share it and let people know. Man, I mean don't watch it and not share it. Like, let people know that it's there, even if you've already watched it. Like, let people know. Let people know it's out there. Go, hey, I listened to this podcast, and the very first podcast I've ever seen turned into a movie. There it is. It's Trek Off. So, uh, uh, for Alexia, my name is Justin. And Trek Off, bitches! Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.